Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Lil Bucket. I'm back with the BC Underground Hip Hop Podcast. I'm here with a special guest, Chad L.E. McGee. Hey, man. How's it going, everybody? Give uh, everybody a quick uh, shout out to your all your social media. Let them know where they can find your music. Uh, yeah, you can just type in Chad L.E. McGee, M-C-G-H-I-E, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. You'll find me all over. Check out my music on Spotify, uh, YouTube, and Apple Music, for sure. That's what's up. That's dope. That's dope, for sure. So, uh, Chad, man, where, where about you from? I live in Red Deer, Alberta. You're from Red Deer. Hey, is that where you were uh, born? You, or did you just did you get raised there? Did you move there later on? What's your story? I was actually born and raised in a small oil field town called Drayton Valley. So, shout out to all the Drayton Valley people. Oh, Drayton. Sure. Yeah, some people, everybody go who works in the rigs has probably heard yeah. of it. For my sure. my uh, my buddies from Kamloops all went up there. That's for sure. Oh no way! Yeah. For sure, yeah, um, yeah. It's a it's a small town, man. Like less than ten thousand people, so it's like so, really. So when did you move to Red Deer? I moved to Red Deer for the first time in 2012, and uh, yeah, just expanded my horizons. I lived in Calgary once too. Yeah, but yeah. Red Deer was just something new. Is that where you sure. started rapping? Uh, no, I definitely started rapping uh, way back in Drain Valley, for sure, back tell, in the day. Tell me a story about how you started writing. How'd you get into hip-hop? Well, it was back when I was like, I heard, was, heard my first hip-hop when I was like 10 or 11. Yeah, yeah. And it was like always like the bad music that my mom would always take away from me. But then my dad it was always like, here you go. Here's the cool music back. I was like, thanks, dad. That's and fine. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome, man. Just like listen to all like the good early '90s hip hop, and that's what got me into it. Um, so like the Big L's, the Big Puns, the Tupac, oh, yeah. all that other classic stuff, the Mob Deep, you know. Yeah, man. Just like the like the really boom bappy, like jumpy stuff that made people. Is that what inspires around. you to make music these these days? Is that where you pull your inspiration from? Yeah, you know, I'm I kind of like all genres of music. If, if I'm being honest, like if I, if I jam with it, I just rock with it and i just really try to make good memorable music these That's days yeah. do, do you play any instruments no you know what i funny story my brother he's the way more musical one than me i'm just the more the writer i just learned how to like make beats with like pianos and drum pads over the years so yeah yeah, you know, that's actually, it seems to be a lot more, uh, like the technical people in music, they have a hard time breaking over to the masses. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, when you started out rapping, did you did you start doing shows in Red Deer? Um, no, I, it took me a while to like start doing shows. Like <clears throat> Drain Valley was kind of like in a closed, dark bubble of itself. And like, I actually like did a lot of like the online like rap forums thing. Oh yeah. For, for like a long time. Did you do any like, online did. rap battles or anything like that? Oh, tons, man. So many. Yeah. So many back in the day. And like, like I, like I actually, like I did the text battles thing. Then I like, okay. jumped, into, jumped into the audio. I've noticed um, a lot of people start with text battles. That's oh, tons. They, they build their, 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 you know, writing abilities and then they go out to the mic. And yeah. Back it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. For, not everybody does, but personally yeah. I have a different story, man. I, I played guitar for like 15 years and then yeah. my buddy that I grew up with in high school the quote from Kamloops, me and him started this uh, group called the heavy set. And, uh, we just, I hadn't, I never rapped before. And then I started writing some lyrics, wrote a couple of tracks with him and it hit, it hit, 
we, we were very, very successful for two years and uh, we just ended up splitting up and going our own ways. I moved down to Vancouver and uh, it just, it, it didn't, I've, I noticed a lot of people in the battle rap scene had been doing this since they were 10. And I'm yeah. sitting here, I'm like, man, I've been doing this for three years. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really cool. cool. It's kind of cool. Everybody has a different story and like it all. It's funny. I was about to say that. It's really cool how yeah. everybody's like, you know, we're all, but it's a huge community. It is. And, you know, as I got older and I realized that, hey, Literally for a long time, I'm like, I'm probably the only rapper in Alberta. Then holy shit, I was so wrong about that. I was like, holy oh, shit, yeah. it's huge out here. It's and huge. Just like, you probably saw Doom Squad and you were just, oh my God. Yeah, like Doom Squad and like Brothers Grimm. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I seen a lot of those guys open up like years, for years before I even got the chance to like work and meet with them too. So yeah. that was like kind of cool. For That's me really in, dope. In ways too. Yeah. And uh, like it just grown so much. It's like Western Canada, like obviously the... Uh, stop down boys have done very well um, what kind of work just, have you done with uh, with the Alberta community oh so much man like who, are, who, be, who would you say are like your favorite people to collab with um uh, my favorite people to collab with I've done so many collabs this year um uh, my favorite this year is probably I'll just go to like my favorite this year probably yeah. oh you know that's even tough. Let's give us a top five. How about make oh. it easier on you? Actually, my, my favorite collab I've ever done is actually <clears throat> Snakes in the Grass with a comrade from Brothers Grimm. Yo, shout out comrade. <clears throat> That's fire. Steven's yeah, for sure. Good shit. He's in the forums. Yeah, they're um, they're just amazing people, actually. Like, they're just... Uh, I got starstruck when I got to, like, meet them. And it's like... I, I never forget when comrade actually first gave me props. He's like, yo, man, like I have this Lonely Days remix that I did back in the day. I'm actually going to be right. performing that one on tour as well. Yeah. And uh, he came up to me as a like, yo, man, that was fire. And I, like, that's how we kind of got going on the Snakes in the Grass thing, too. Um, so that's, that's definitely a top one for sure. Yeah, that's really dope. Really dope fucking collab. I'm going to have to check that one out for sure. Yeah, like the music video is on YouTube for sure. So we actually filmed uh, a video for it. That's and, actually my uh, favorite thing about this podcast is getting to meet new people like this that yeah, uh, are getting referred to other artists in the industry and just kind of checking it out and getting exposed to all this, you know, this work that you guys have done. It's really dope to see because yeah, I know I, I know the guy you worked with. Right. So it'll be it'll be really dope to check that project out. I really appreciate that for sure. And I do appreciate the opportunity. Shouts out to Chris. Yeah. Stumps, man. Yeah. Fucking he's stumpy. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's a, he's yeah. a fucking G. He's the goat. No, in he, He's an awesome dude, yeah, for sure. The best man. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I just like working with a lot of people in general. Actually, I did. I did a really cool collab with uh, Kaoa and Block McLeod. I got them on the same track. Like for That's those that don't, Kaoa was. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> he was signed to Half Life. Yeah. For a while, I actually brought him out to Drayton Valley one time. We had a fucking oh, really? crazy party. You we guys got so drunk. Or? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, that's fire. And <clears throat> yeah, we got so drunk. I was like blacked out in McDonald's is bad. You need a drink <laughs> there, bro? Yeah. Oh, no, I, I got my my water here. It's all good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. So um, yeah. fucking have you done any work with Doom Squad? 
No, actually, I've opened up for a lot with them, and like yeah. I know all of them. Like Trips is one of my favorite dudes. Yeah, when they came through Kamloops, we did a show with them, and uh, cool. those guys are the most humble motherfuckers I think I've ever met in the scene. Yeah, they are. Trips and Nine Lives and fucking and John, they're all so fucking dope, man. Yeah, they're awesome. Actually, man, at my Edmonton show last year at Bohemia, like I was just getting things ready and like. John walks up on stage. He's like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" He's like, "Holy shit, man!" I was like, "Thanks for coming through. That's that's fire." Dope. Yeah, yeah, always, for sure. Always man. down to show love those guys. Oh yeah, man, and uh, just the Edmonton scene is actually. I grew up pretty close to uh, Edmonton for sure, obviously, and um, Oilers for life. Even though it's a depressing thing every year, <laughs> but yeah. Hey, um, uh, what's this, what's that guy's name? That kid that fucking uh, he's been killing it for you guys. Oh, McDavid? Yeah, McDavid. Oh, yeah, no, McDavid. for sure. He's Unless Fucking golden boy. He, he's going to leave, though, if we don't turn <laughs> this shit around. Yeah. Like, that's just it. Saying <clears throat> that for years, right? Yeah, for sure, man. But, uh, yeah, Red, or like Alberta just has a crazy scene that's grown in general. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Just Western Canada, actually. It's crazy, man. I remember, I remember maybe 10, 15 years ago thinking, you know, there's no way I could ever rap. I played guitar yeah. and I was like, this, it's not a viable option. I wouldn't yeah. even try it. But now I don't even pick my guitar up. I, no way. I wake up in the morning, I hear a song and I'm like, oh, I want to write to that. Yeah. I've got all these ideas for concepts. I feel so much more uh, creative with writing. I've noticed. Like I yeah. talked to you this morning and I was telling you the first thing I did, woke up and started writing, right? That's a great way to start your day. Yeah, absolutely, man. <clears throat> Get some things out. I'm going to like push this chair back. My mic is like right in my face. So you, uh, you've been putting music out for years now. I saw that you've got projects on Spotify from like uh, 2013. And you said that you've been doing music for years before. When do you, when would you say that your first project was uh, debuted? When did you oh. make your debut to the scene? Well, I'm 31 now, and I started rapping when I was 14. So, Holy fuck, buds. <laughs> yeah, bro, a long time. Just yeah. I just tell people I've been doing it for too long now. But uh, that's a good over half your life, so. Yeah, for sure, man. And just like uh, I released tons of mixtapes and shit when I was like in high school and shit. I didn't take it like seriously then. No, just like I never no, like fully a, believed in it. Honestly, right? so, dude, yeah. that's such like a, a building ground, building blocks for what you are as an artist now. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, you can literally find all my old mixtapes on Datpiff still. I got, like, 40-some songs on there. I don't that's know crazy. any of this, any of the beats, though. <laughs> like, that's right. Yeah. You didn't know what you were doing, right? Exactly. It's crazy, yeah. man. Learning the industry and understanding how to get your music out, even. It's yeah. A big, it's a big hurdle for a lot of artists. They think you just go find a song. I remember... Once I started getting a little bit of success in, in hip hop, people would hit me up from my town and be like, Oh, let's make a song together on this big pun beat. Yeah. Have a reverse to it. I'm like, uh, I can't, I can't, I can't fuck with that, bro. You need to yeah. learn to get, meet a producer, find, make it, he's got to make his own beat, or you've got to make your own, or you got to buy a lease. And just yeah. explaining that to, you know, 20 people, it, it gets to, you know, a point where you're like, All right, man, I'm going to have to just bow out and say, No, I, this collab ain't for me yeah oh man so many people like that over the years or even just like not even like rappers man i've had so many people just like hey 
I uh, like sort of always wanted to make music, but I don't know, have a single clue what I'm doing. Can you like write the song, record it, sing it for me, perform it and release it and give me all the credit? I'm like, it's like they know, uh, they know. They know you, that they can get that kind of hand in your pocket, but yeah. they don't realize that it's not like that, man. This is a personal skill you got to build if you want to be in this industry. Yeah. Facts, man. <clears throat> Super facts. Yeah. You still live in Kamloops? No, I'm, fr- I'm, uh, I'm down in Surrey now. I was born. Oh, okay. In- but I've I lit, spent my life in Kamloops. Like I was there from when I was probably one until twenty five, and then cool. I moved down to Surrey and I got married. Actually, oh congrats, and, man! Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, me and my wife are just building our life down here. Surrey's nice. Like I know it doesn't have the greatest rent, but I enjoy all of Vancouver. I'm like, you know what's honest, a, dude? Yeah. It's got the best rent I could find. And yeah. my job, I work in I work in North Vancouver, uh, Vancouver East Van, West Van, Richmond, yeah. Delta fucking new west poco coquitlam maple ridge abbotsford sometimes i go to chilliwack i go all over white rock and you know surrey and and langley and i work in all of the areas all of the districts because i'm a courier so it doesn't really matter it actually helps my company that i'm at surrey because they've got all their drivers downtown and living in east van or living up in north van so i can go in from Surrey, pick up all the pickups from Surrey, drop them off in the day, and then I bring them back out. So it's really sweet. It's kind of like central almost, eh? Almost. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Man, this one Airbnb I stayed at in Surrey was awesome. That dude was so nice, too, oh, actually. Dude, yeah. The only thing is you just got to stay away from Wally. Yeah. Because sure. the neighborhoods around here, like Newton and Wally, they, they can get kind of greasy. And like there's some people you just want to stay away from because yeah, they yeah. won't give you. They, they they will bug you. What what neighborhood is that? <clears throat> that venue, the Bird. I played I played a show there. Oh, I don't the think bird. it's open anymore. Uh, the Bird. I think that shut down. That's probably yeah. in Wally. Yeah, there was, it was a rough part for sure. Yeah if, yeah, if it's anywhere near Surrey Central, was it was yeah. it the Flamingo? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah. it was. Yeah, it was. That was just on Surrey Central. That's actually where I did all my battles. For oh, Spartan. crazy! And uh, except actually, no, we did one in uh, Delta, but I battled there just ryan and uh i did i when i i with heavy set man i set up a tour after i had been performing for a year just to you know give you a little bit of a an idea of how uh naive i was to the industry i set up like a five city tour just to build you know like mm-hmm. uh a following but then when i got to each city i realized only the cities i had been to already uh, knew me and even showed up so when i came out to mission I actually had uh, Little Windex sh- throw the event, but it was, nice. it wasn't, he wasn't Windex yet. It was Dylan. Yeah. So I had DTG there and, you know, like my boy, Redshirt Mike and my boy, Teo Laza, they were all, and I think Cody the Catch was there. Just a bunch of fucking big Vancouver names that all in the, in the uh, underground scene that all know, everybody knows every ch- each other. And we went to Mission and that show was the biggest flop I've ever been to. It was in a, like an elementary school. No one showed up. Yeah. Uh, it was rough and it was a big learning lesson because the yeah. next night I had the show in Surrey and we had uh, uh, Dreesus and Philip Solo headlining and then um, they brought out the Snotty Nose Red Kids, Res Kids yeah. and, or no, is it those two? Are, is it, are Snotty Nose Red Kids those two kids or is it, uh, I'm trying to remember their names right now and it sucks that I can't remember because they're, they're doing really big things right now. They were actually, uh, 
they were getting some flack for a song they did and then the the native community was getting mad at them and they actually had to really, write eh? a huge apology for it anyways those oh. kids opened up for us and brought such a huge crowd to flamingo i couldn't get in the doors when it was time to do our set it was crazy no yeah i know it was dope. wild <clears throat> and, uh yeah, no, it was a really good show, but yeah. a lot of learning lessons on on trying to sh- throw a tour after performing for only a fucking year. Right? Fair enough, man. And managing it all myself, it was, it yeah. was rough. No, man. Every every <clears throat> every experience like that is like a learning thing. Like I, my attitude's always been rock for one or one thousand, man. Just like it doesn't matter. Like we performed for like lots of big crowds before, but like lots of really small ones too. Yeah, man. Like um, this one time, like when Slave Lake had that big fire that like tore through the town. Yep. We uh, <clears throat> they had like a like a charity concert there. And right. We got invited to play up there, and uh, <laughs> we were literally performing for the sound engineer and like two other people and a flock of seagulls. Man, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. The, the seagulls were jamming. It was great. <laughs> That's so funny, man. Yeah, dude. I remember. Um, you know those like they do the rave shows or whatever in in the interior if yeah. you see they'll have like um i don't know a bunch of kids throw together a, a bunch of wooden uh stages like off of fucking just pallets and shit and yeah. then they get this big stage together they put some djs up and then uh they all go out there and do drugs they invited <laughs> yeah. us out one day and we did like a day set and it was like day two, I think of the rave. And there's probably like 18, 20 kids like hung over who stayed. Yeah. Everyone else went home. So we're sitting there performing for like a crowd of like, and it's on the internet too. And yeah, uh, yeah we were there with alphabetic from Kamloops and yeah, cool. it, was, it was hilarious. Just those, those kind of, those kind of shows really build your character as, as an artist, you know, and still totally. going there, doing your set and not seeing 18 people and saying, ah, fuck it. Yeah. Some people do that, right? They'll see the set, they'll see the show and they're like, no, I'm not performing for this. Yeah. I actually have a crazy Kamloops uh, tale. Actually, the only time I've ever played in Kamloops, actually. Let's hear it. As I was, <laughs> it's actually, it's quite the story. And it's like kind of one of these. It's uh, my buddy, DJ Weasel. He's a... Uh, <laughs> Shout out Weasel. Yeah. You know him too. He's a, he's oh, a legend. I know Weasel he's well. a fucking legend, man. He's, I know Weasel uh, really well. Yeah, um, like even like when I opened up, but I played with Mocha only. I was like, you know, Weasel. He's like, we, Mocha was like, Weasel's my boy. I was just like, no oh, way, it's like, that's awesome. Yeah, Weasel. Yeah. Weasel's got pictures from like the fucking nineties with fucking uh, Sticky Fingers and Fred Rostar, like on it. Shit, he's fucking old school. Yeah, like no, he's like like Weasel's like stayed at my house lots. That's for dope. sure. Yeah. yeah no, I brought him on tour with us. Yeah, great dude for sure. Yeah, great guy. Anyway, we were going out to to Kamloops. He's like, "Oh, I got this show out in Kamloops. Let's go." I was like, "Yeah, I'm down for sure, man." We stopped in Jazz. We stopped in Jasper. We got really drunk, and the next night we were going to Kamloops. And uh, he didn't tell us anything about the show, really. <laughs> and uh, me and uh, me and the other guy were just like, "Hey, man, so like, what club is this at?" He's like, "We're just like just about there." He's like, oh, it's actually my buddy's house on the reserve. I was it like, was Whoa. Eli's like, house, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's you so funny. No. Yeah. yeah, dude, I went to high school with his little brother Colton. Like, uh, yeah, that's so funny. Eli, I've known Eli since I was a little kid, man. 
Dude, yeah, we rocked the show. It was fucking a blast. Though. Mm. It, was, it was a blast. That's so funny. The last episode I had a uh, little turtle on this on the show. Don't know if yeah. you heard of him. He's a local guy. He's just popping up. But we talked about that. That's the first place I ever performed, bro. That living really, room. It's eh? the first yeah. place I ever picked up a mic and rapped. No way. That's yeah. crazy, bro. That's yeah. hilarious. That's actually crazy small world, too. That's right? awesome. Yeah. So did they have like all the graffitied up fucking backyard and oh. like his cars and shit and uh, the 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 couches outside in the driveway and not really this is actually like that yet it was the funny thing is it was like we rolled up it was like in the middle of the field and it was like black we're like we're like what the fuck where is this nobody was there and they're just like we just like hold on i'll be i'll be right back so he like hops in just walks in the walks into the house we're just like chilling we're just like holy shit it's like was this a bad idea we're just like (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) just like we just drove eight hours then he hops back and he's like, oh, yeah, everybody's inside. Then we, like, walk in and then we walk into the basement and, dude, it's, like, this crazy studio and shit. Oh, I know. Oh, okay. You got records everywhere. Yeah, bro. I was like, oh, okay, this is dope. And then yeah. Was, yeah, they had this, like, set up. Like, there's, there's, it was, like, set up in the kitchen facing the living room. And, yeah, yeah. man, it was a fucking wild time. Yeah, no, uh, Eli, he's one of the blackout artists in Kamloops. Blackout artists were, like, the uh, underground native movement yeah. group and uh they had uh what was his name uh yogi and yogi is like this big huge indian dude, yeah, dude and he, he can played. sing and play guitar like no fucking other i know dude I, so I like, fucking good dude that guy's so good i gave that dude so much props actually that yogi needs to be a fucking rock star i'm telling you man like, i know guy, he, he just needs to figure out how to find his lane and he'll be yeah. killing it. guy would be killing it and dude, sh- all- Shauna, she's a good singer too from yes. that, that group, but she can rap her ass off. That chick can spit bars harder than any of them. Their their group had so much like like performance energy. It was crazy. It was just really time. Yeah. yeah. Blackout artists were always crazy. They had a show one time in the North Shore and it got so nuts that the cops came and shut it down. No way. Yeah. That's and crazy. It was like it was out the back of a store. <laughs> nuts. And it went in, into a parking lot, started spilling out, and then cops were like, Yeah, Yo, you guys can't be in the road. <laughs> and it was just nuts that's wild that's yeah. like that's hip-hop though that's that sounds awesome oh yeah man lots of lots of stories in Camus. that's a fucking word yeah classic place but no uh, yeah I'm, I'm really glad i came down to the vancouver scene do you do shows around here yeah i'm, I'm coming back through here like in october like, when I'm uh playing where, where are you playing october 10th at the advanced garden advanced so yeah, just a little, it's a little venue, but just my, where my buddy kind of throws things. And I was like, man, it's perfect little spot. Is he like the, uh, the promoter at the, at the spot? Um, like he's the manager of the place. Oh, sick. So yeah, we're just gonna, my brother actually lives out in Vancouver and he's, he's my manager. We're just basically running that one mm-hmm. ourselves. It's going to be all ages, 10 bucks, pre-sale tickets are up now. That's fire, yo. And, uh. Yeah, we are still looking for a couple openers for that one. Need some openers, eh? Yeah, if anybody wants to come through. We're actually paying it 25 bucks plus half the tickets you sell for a 15-minute set. That's so huge. I'm all about making sure people's times are taken care of. Yeah, for sure. I know a ton of guys that would probably hop all over that. Um, yeah, for sure. I got what, kind of, what, what kind of music do you think you make? You know, <laughs> I've been asked this, and it's hard for me to – I don't know. I just make whatever kind of comes to mind. If I'm being honest, like I, I really like lyrical, technical, 
lyrics for sure like i relate to what you said it's hard to break out mm -hmm. for sure but uh <clears throat> i kind of like i make i try these days i try to match that technical aspect with like catchy and like broad and like memorable too so that's really what i kind of go for is that middle ground it's like lyrical enough so that the hip-hop crowd likes it but yeah. like broad enough so that it catches the interest of like other people well because there's thousands of people who listen to music for like that catchy pop sound yeah exactly a percentage of people who listen to hip-hop for lyrics yes right and so that percentage is the people who who speak speak up about it the people yeah. who are listening and giving all the views they're enjoying it and so yeah. they they go in for what they want to hear what they they're looking for the sound they like and the people that are the percentage not the not, not the majority but the percentage of people that speak up about it they're they f they feel like it should be a certain way like like boom bap should have stayed to be the, the majority of how hip-hop is made but there's different yeah. genres inside hip-hop there's exactly. subgenres. there's trap there's r&b there's hip-hop there's jazz influenced there's yeah. you know like now there's this new like uh hipster style rap right yeah. that's, that's huge like baby no money and i'm not saying he's a hipster but his style is uh you know unconventional to yeah. what normal hip-hop artists would would rap like but he's he's popping off like huge in china really eh? yeah look that dude up yeah you don't know who baby no money is eh? Is no it's so, it's so hard to keep up with everybody these days i got big on real. tiktok actually have oh, you really put any music on tiktok no bro I so just like so like TikTok is, uh, it's like a, you know, Vine, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like Vine in the sense that like you make like short videos, but like I, I uploaded one of my tracks to TikTok and I'm just waiting for it to get approved. And what people do is they'll upload their music and then certain viewers will make dances with the song or they'll make up challenges or they'll do little quirky video, Vine videos and yep. they'll have background music. And so you can actually promote your music that way. That's one of the ways that Baby No Money got huge is you had this song with Y2K called La La La. And you probably heard it. If, if, like, if you heard it, you'd be like, probably. oh, it's that dude? And it'd be like, oh, that's Baby No Money. Because it's funny. Okay. He has B-B-N-O-S or B-B-N-O money sign. So it's not, it's not spelt Baby No Money, right? Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, uh, you just have to know him to, to, to know that. But it's probably uh, really on my catchy music really catchy music yeah i actually do dj some like weddings and events on the side too it's probably on one of those lists that's somewhere. so funny yeah, you probably yeah. You probably like know the guy's music and you didn't even know probably. his name yeah, that's so funny but uh yeah it's definitely one of the like chart chart hitters and people the the percentage they don't want to hear that right they they hear this catchy music and they're like nah man this isn't what rap is supposed to be but yeah that's not true right rap is what you make it hip-hop exactly. is what you make it and if you have fun doing this and millions of people love what you do how is it wrong yeah I actually against anyone right and i actually learned a big lesson from doing weddings and like the like the catchiest like like the, you can see the music that sticks with people over time they're like huh and well, what gets like, people to the dance floor and what gets them sitting around the tables eating right exactly. or, or chatting yeah and there's definitely a lot of like that old school hip hop that like gets them moving for sure. And like, I love that. Like you can still have boom bap that people dance to. That's still like lyrical and like, yeah, yeah for sure. It's finding a, you know, an even ground and a balance. Yeah. Um, 
I kind of like, I definitely agree with what you say there. There's definitely, um, I have my songs that I make for rappers per se. Like it's her like, cause I feel like there's a rappers who like are always like targeting other rappers, if that makes sense. Or like they're talking about rap all the time. Totally. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And it's I know just exactly like, what you're talking about. And like, that's good and all, but like a general audience doesn't want to hear that all the time for sure. And yeah. Um, so that's why with actually my last album, Bad Moves, I really started to like branch out into some like different sounds a bit. <clears throat> um, like songs like, I don't know, like Sock Feet is actually like a jazzy one. It's about making a porno because everybody has that temptation because that's that like this. And like, dude, that song is fucking goes off live. Like, you know what? Like, Content is really big, man. I never used yeah. to write content. I used to write punchlines because, like I said, I was like uh, into battle rap, and that was how I kind of approached music. And I would, I wouldn't think of the content. I would just think of how to make how to make witty lyrical punchlines. Yeah. Exactly. And then my songs didn't mean anything. Word. So then I've got albums of music with heavy set where it just my 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 music means nothing. It's really dope. I've I've got tons and tons of like praise for for the my my skills, but it was like to me it didn't mean anything not not the praise the music it, yeah if, it, if the music doesn't mean anything then there's you know what's it going to mean to me yeah right? for sure and so, it be so sorry go uh, ahead go, yeah so making music that that means something to me i think has really been a what's what's a big lesson for the for me and, yeah, and making content that you know people can understand yeah and like actually the real side of like rap is like the that's like the dopest side like this shit that like actually like talks to your spirit man that's like some of my like favorite rap like man i gotta be real like not everybody's crazy about like join your lucas but man that guy's like crazy like, that guy's, crazy. like man uh that ross capanochi song i've always said is great is one of his yeah. best pieces of work man like uh that uh devil's work song is like on another level of like philosophical shit like it's it really crazy. is it is it's and like just like impactful music like that. That's like important music for sure. Music that's. I think one of the best things about coming from like a heavy metal background myself is that I have such a, uh, such an open mind for, yeah. for, uh, for hip hop because I like screaming fucking heavy, chunky riffs and, and like screaming art, like rappers or screaming metal singers, but also I can vibe with like, uh, I love my, my, history is west coast music i like uh you know g-funk and like yeah. spice one and two short you know mac dre that was all that's how i grew up on, on andre nicotina and, and like really really fucking funky music yeah but i i didn't make it right that wasn't the music i made that was the music i listened to for hip-hop yeah. and then for the music i made i would make like metallica or arch enemy or like really heavy metal stuff man you got any of that like recorded i love to hear no, i love i love I'm, heavy metal actually. i mostly played other people's music so if, if you want to yeah. hear anything it would just be listen to opeth or listen to arch enemy and it's, I, I played it exactly like they did so that must be like your favorite i'm, I'm gonna guess yeah yeah those two bands and children of bodom i don't know if you know them oh yeah my, my favorite is a uh, trivium man i fucking oh, fuck. love their shit they're, they're crazy yeah those they're are so cool. they're actually like to me they're like um, i love metallica too um, yeah. actually like james hetfield is like a yeah. he's like a vocal 
inspiration to me. I take like little, I love the little like yes and shit like, like he does. I try to like do a little bit of that into my music. I do try to take cool. a little bit of rock into my music. Yeah, yeah. You, you find inspiration that way. That's really dope. Yeah. yeah Michael Ockerfeld sure, from Opeth, uh, he's one of my biggest inspirations just because of how uh like when he was playing a guitar i saw him saying well i do this chord and then i go over i hit these strings and then i hit this chord and they were like well what what scale is that and he's like scale he's like what do you mean i just it's the way the way it sounds on the guitar it sounds good like I was, and I, ear. yeah and i was like what i just couldn't believe that he was playing yeah. so technically by ear and it was also just like really basic stuff but played fast and yeah really easy to get it's, it's awesome and i think that's one of my favorite things about hip-hop is really basic stuff and simplistic uh catchy lyrics but yeah. you can be very lyrical while being simplistic and catchy and that's one of the hardest things and that's what a lot of people don't realize when they speak about what hip-hop should be or has to be or that's how you should th this this is how boom bap should be right yeah. uh, they don't realize that it's hard to write something catchy and lyrical and simple yeah it's very very difficult oh for sure man like hooks and shit like people a lot of a lot of people like struggle with hook how many people do you know he's like oh got this track i got three verses but i don't have any hook yet like how many people do you know like that like, yeah and, and then there's the guy there's the one guy who'll be like man i can't write a verse to save my life all i can do exactly. is hooks. but then he can't get any any uh any traction because he's he's just sitting there writing hooks and he doesn't have anyone to go on verses right so he's what yeah those people have to do is meet up exactly right yeah. you get someone who can write your hooks and then you you write the verses and then you you become a band or something right yeah for sure man absolutely i always I'm, had trouble writing hooks yeah it took know. me yeah. a long time just to like get that simplistic it's still a thing that has to be refined i don't know i just like learned how to like feel it out in the music i'm just like i kind of just like learn how to feel it on like imagine it a bit i'm just like hey what would be catchy here? Like, I just like, I don't know. So I get really fucking stoned. I always like, catch myself <laughs> writing a verse. I'll, yeah. I'll be like halfway through a hook. I'm like, this is not a hook. <laughs> yeah. And I, my brother, he could, like, he's my toughest critic. And he's just That's like, good, man. That's really good to have. Critics are the best. Like my best yes. friends I that I show my music, I honestly trust everything they say to me. Yeah. And no, that's good, me, man. If they tell me they like something, I go with it. Right. Cause, and if it's just my first instinct and they, they like it, I'm like, boom, that was great. Yeah. I don't put a second thought into it. For sure, man. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. Like my, everything goes through my brother. It gets his stamp before we fought over songs before it's like, like some songs it's like, He's like, nah, bro, I'm not feeling it. I'm just like, what do you mean you're not feeling it? You don't get it. I'm just like, you don't, you're not getting it. I'm just like, yeah. we're like butt heads about it, right? And then just you're like, like, this is one of the best pieces of work I've ever made. You yeah. need to understand. <laughs> He's usually right. Nine times out of 10, actually. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I just learned the same thing. I just learned to trust his judgment. Like the whole bad moves thing, like what we did with my last album was totally his idea. I just had the stack of songs and it's like, what do we do with it? He was just like, well, I think we should do this and this and this. I was like, holy shit, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. yeah. That's dope. That's really good to have that. Yeah, buddy. Sure. Yeah, man. Well, um, I like to keep these uh, episodes a little shorter. We've been, This is a, probably one of the longest ones I've done so far. Dope, man. Okay. I feel like we could keep chatting forever. This is this is really dope. We'll have to have you back on the show. Anytime, buddy, for sure. Quickly um, again, just shout out where people can get uh, tickets for that show you got coming to Vancouver. Let them know where to get your music. 
Okay. Um, yeah, you can check on the showpass.com. Just type in Chad Illy McGee, M-C-G-H-I-E, and all my shows will come up there. Uh, we're doing $10 pre-sale across the whole show. Uh, definitely um, gonna, it's gonna be a dope time. Like we're gonna be upping the stage presence a lot. So like the showmanship a lot, there's gonna be some cool shit that even if you have seen me play live, you aren't gonna be expecting this, that's for sure. And uh, yeah, again on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, um, Spotify, YouTube, everywhere where you can find music, uh, that's where you'll find me. Sure. What was the date again on that that show? November, or sorry, not November, October 10th at the Event Garden. So it's a Thursday. Um, for the Kelowna people, I'll be at the Blue Gator in Kelowna the night before, and we're working on Nanaimo and Victoria as well. So yeah, fire. Do you? Uh... Do you got any like leads on some places in Nanaimo? I got one guy working on it right now. Um, it was actually my my main tour support, the buddy. He's like, "Oh, we should try to get you out in Nanaimo." I was like, "Shit, bro, we're free that Friday. Let's make it happen." You know, um, do you know Matt Dene out there? Uh, the real? I don't know if I do. Maybe I'd have to. My yeah. Facebook's a crazy. Check out there. check out Surreal. Look him up. Okay. He raps with his kid. He brings his kid on stage. He's got his kid uh, on on Facebook with him all the time, doing like oh. they they do little ciphers and shit. Matt's like Nanaimo to the core, and oh. yeah, surreal is fucking is Nanaimo, and uh, for Victoria, fuck, um, it's it's escaping me right now. I know tons of dudes in Victoria. Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely link you up with a couple of my buddies. Yeah, even like send me a message afterwards, bro, anytime. And like, you got it. If you want to come out yourself or any of these, definitely. I'm trying. I'm gonna try and know. make it to that show on October 10th. We'll see if I can yeah. make it to that or not. Uh, I'll, t- I'll look into it for sure. Yeah, for but sure, bro. Having you on this on this episode, and we'll definitely look to having you back in the future. Yeah, thank you so much, man. It was it was a blast. And cheers. Anytime, cheers, man. Have a good one. All right. Thanks for watching. Peace. Yo, yo, what up? This is my name is Jump. Hey, I'm Dylan Bell with Log Files Media. This is OBG. This is LaSparka. This is Natty Snaps. Hi, I'm Boogie. And I'm Tazilla. We're West Coast Coast Dreams. You're listening to BC. BC. BC Underground Hip Hop Podcast. BC Underground Hip Hop. You listen to BC Underground Hip Hop Podcast. Love Force All Day, motherfucker. BC Underground Hip Hop. Get it because you need it. Watching this, y'all are my people.